All right. What an impressive win for this Utah Jazz team that is showing they are much more than we expected about two months ago. We thought this team would be good. They're showing it now. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, before we get into this, let's just give a shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. Guys, go to prizepicks.com. Use promo code HoopsNerd. If you haven't already, go do it. You will enjoy it. If you bet the over on Chris Dunn assists, that would have been a smart thing because he had 13 tonight. These are things you can do during, you know, right before the game. Go do your homework, and then you have something more to look for during the game. It's a lot of fun. Go do it. I know I enjoy it. I don't know how good I am at it. But I certainly enjoy it. Anyways, go to prizepicks.com. It supports the channel. I would really appreciate it. All right, guys. That is now... The Jazz have won eight of their last ten, I believe. Uh, let's bring this down and shrink my ugly mug. All right, let's shrink me and let's just talk about this. This go, we. This is a big win for the Utah Jazz. And I know that uh, Damian Lillard didn't play in this one. So it was actually a harder game to play. No, just kidding. Uh, but there was, there is an element of the Bucks being a better defensive team without Damian Lillard, but it didn't really matter because this Utah Jazz team just came out, absolutely smoked the Bucks in the first quarter. I did not get to watch this one live with you guys. I had to watch the replay after the fact, by the way, Jazz Plus, can you get that replay up faster and can you allow fast forwards in it? My goodness. Sometimes the replay's there and it's great. Sometimes it's not. You know what would be nice? Some consistency from the Jazz Plus app, okay? That would be nice, all right? Anyways, absolutely impressive. I come back. Um, I had to, My boy plays Junior Jazz. I was at Junior Jazz. Anyways, I come back. I noticed the Jazz had like a 31-point lead at halftime. I like to watch it all the way through. I, there's no DVR option. So anyways, I had to wait. That's why we're later tonight. I apologize. But anyways... I kind of knew what I was going to watch because of what people had been saying, tweeting, and all these different things. And, you know, a lot of people talked about the shooting, but one thing I was really impressed with with this Jazz team was the defense in the first half and the first quarter, too. It was impressive defense by this Utah Jazz team to keep this Bucks team in check in the first half. It was impressive. The shooting was awesome as well, but I think the de defense has really been the thing that has been impressive to me with this Jazz team and their recent uptick in play. It's been fantastic, and they've done a great job. Uh, Bobby Portis, who likes to be big and tough and all these different things, went four for 11. So for all his talk and all his bluster, and his technical foul he created after he got into it with Kelly Olynyk. By the way, can we talk about that really fast? And then we'll go into the regular show where we talk about every player. Bobby Portis is, is overrated. I mean, he goes four for 11. And honestly, that was such garbage what those refs did. When Kelly Olynyk's just trying to guard Bobby Portis, they don't let him defend him. They call a foul on him two times in a row. NBA referees are garbage. They are garbage. To not allow Kelly Olynyk to defend is ridiculous. And so they had to make up another call after they go to break and call a technical on Bobby Portis. That was a joke. 
Like, what a joke of officiating by these NBA officials. Sometimes they are so bad at controlling a game. It's unbelievable. But anyways, for all his talk and all he, his you know chest pounding and all that stuff, Bobby Portis is just four for 11. And what did Kelly Olynyk do? Oh, Kelly Olynyk was, let's see, four for six, two for two from three, three for four from the free throw line, six rebounds, three assists, 13 points. He was good. Bobby Portis wasn't. And you know who was better than Bobby Portis? And I hope Steve Kerr is watching this. You know, Steve Kerr, the absolute genius, because he inherited the two best shooters in the history of the league and one of the best defenders of this generation. And somehow Steve Kerr's the genius because he decided to pass the ball to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson from Draymond Green because Draymond couldn't shoot. And he's, you know... Steve Kerr, the absolute genius of the century, makes Einstein look dumb because he decided that he wanted the ball to get passed to Steph Curry. Yeah, now, some of us, you know, some of us might be smart enough to realize that Steph Curry is the greatest shooter that ever stepped on this planet. But you know what? We got to give credit to Steve Kerr for telling everyone to pass that guy the ball. Makes him an absolute genius. Absolute you know, mega mind of a man. I don't know if anyone of us could ever get to that level of intellect like Steve Kerr as he did when he decided that people should pass the ball to Steph Curry more. I know, I know he's an absolute genius, but you know what the absolute genius of this planet could not figure out is that Walker Kessler is a vastly more impactful player than Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis playing with Team USA cost the Team USA an Olympic gold medal. And Steve Kerr, the absolute genius of the planet, who had more talent on Team USA than any other team out there, couldn't figure out that Walker Kessler was a better player than Bobby Portis. Considering that Team USA couldn't rebound the ball for garbage, for garbage, Steve Kerr was, you know, in all his brilliance, decided that fixing their rebounding problem in a league where rebounding and size matters the most, he went small. So I'm sorry, you know, I don't know if I'm on that same level of Steve Kerr, absolute brilliance and intellect and and smart dominance, but he couldn't figure out that Walker Kessler is a vastly more impactful player than Bobby Portis. Is that... It, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I I think Steve Kerr takes about 20 pe- smart pills in the morning, but he probably needs to take 25 more. I don't know. Key himself, $2. What if Jazz go 3-1 and one on this road trip? Go to bed. I can't go to bed. I got to talk about this. We do, we're consistent in what we do. It's what we do on this Hoops Nerd channel. If I can talk and if I can turn on this computer... I'm going to talk about the Jazz, but thank you, Key. I appreciate it. $2. Super, super uh, generous of you, my friend. By the way, Just Buckets JB is back to the All-Stars. Everyone give a shout out to Just Buckets JB. Oh, by the way, I think I got to pop this chat out because, oh, no, it's working fine. Uh, Anyways, have we talked enough about Steve Kerr and how smart he is, how incredibly brilliant and smart and just... Everyone else is dumb except for Steve Kerr. I don't know. Have we talked about that enough? Tonight, Walker Kessler was a plus 10, three for four from the field, six rebounds, two blocked shots. Dominant inside changed the game. You know, 
I, I don't want to step on Steve Kerr's toes, but maybe he could have decided that rebounding was important in the Olympics when they were the worst rebounding team in that tournament and Walker Kessler couldn't get on the floor. I don't know. I, you know, it takes a smart guy to pass the ball. <laughs> Have I gone enough on this tangent? There is not enough slander to throw at Steve Kerr. There is not enough on this planet. And by the way, Stockton smoked your booty. Your little crying got punched in the face by Michael Jordan because you're annoying. Steve Kerr, you loser. You bum. You absolute moocher of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. You bum. You bum. You're a bum, Steve Kerr. All right, let's do the show. All right, I had to get that off my chest. I just did. By the way, I hope the sound is good. I hope Is the sound okay? There was a little bit of rasp before. Uh, Simone Fontecchio gets in this one. He starts, he had to leave at some point and then came back. Uh, he was just one for five from three. Uh, you know, it's give or take with Simone. We talked about this last time. The big thing for Simone Fontecchio is consistency. You know, like Steve Kerr learned to consistently pass the ball to Steph Curry. It makes him a genius. If Simone Fontecchio can just consistently knock down those threes more effectively, it would be good. And the goal we gave on the Hoopsner channel, I don't know if Simone Fontecchio listens to the Hoopsner channel, but if you are Simone, my one thing is two threes a game. I want Simone to make two threes a game. That's the goal. We did not hit it tonight. One for five. That is the consistency goal to a game. Come on. So come on, Simone, you can do it to a game. You can make two, two a game. That's what we're asking. If you take eight and you make two, it's fine, but you got to make two. Uh, Larry Markinen did not shoot the ball that well from the field in this one, and yet he was impactful, plus eight in this game. He scores 21 and 14, 14 rebounds. We talked about this before. I think Larry Markinen should be a 10 rebounding game guy because he is an elite level rebounder. And one of the reasons why the Jazz can kind of start John Collins and get away with it at center to get that offensive punch from the three-point line is Markinen is an elite rebounder at his position. One of the best, in fact, arguably the best at the small forward position, Markinen is just an excellent rebounder. And that's why you can slide him over to the power forward and be fine. Because look at this. He puts up big-time rebounding numbers. And guess what? This is against Giannis, and this is against Brooke Lopez. Those, those are some big guys. They have some size and muscle and will push you around. They're not afraid to get in your face and move you over. And so this type of rebounding in a game like this is impressive stuff. The Bucks are big. And for Markinen to grab 14 rebounds, in fact, look at this. No one else was even close to double digits. And so it just shows how good of a rebounder he is and what an impact he is having on these games. And I think some of this, you know, the three-point percentage was good tonight and he did knock down the free throws. It's nice to see. He's playing hard. Markinen is upping his game. In fact, you know, the shooting, we'll talk about, you know, someone who just doesn't watch games and just looks at box score may say, oh, what's wrong with Markinen? Markinen's playing impactful basketball the last three games. Like this three-game road trip, Markinen came out ready to win these games. I know the Boston game is kind of just a wash. I, I don't really know what happened. I mean, we do know what happened. The Jazz shot 6% from three at one point in that game. But Markinen has come into this, you know, the Miami game that they won. They beat the, the Sixers, and I know they didn't have Embiid and Tobias Harris, but they went in, and this game tonight, he went into this and said, we're going to play hard, and that's what he's doing. 
it's impressive to see. He's taken his game to another level quietly, quietly evolving into another level of Jazz Pikachu, the Markinen becoming Super Markinen, or I don't know. How does Pokemon work? I don't know. Uh, John Collins continues to start and it continues to work. You know, whether he's off the bench or starting, he, you know, I don't know if you're going to really change things right now. The Jazz are winning basketball games. And one thing we know about Will Hardy is he's going to go with what works until it breaks, until someone else makes it so incredibly obvious you need to change it. Kind of like Keontae George did at the beginning of the year before he got injured, that they needed to put him in the starting lineup. Uh, Chris Dunn starting with with John Collins at the center is working. It's working. And then Markinen has come in. I think this has built back, or not Markinen, uh, Walker Kessler has come in off the bench. And I do think that it has improved his confidence. He is getting that back. He's getting that swagger back. Eventually, Walker Kessler will start again. And if he doesn't, does it really matter? The Jazz are winning games. You know, I did a video yesterday. Go check it out. I It's the first produced video I've done in a little bit, and I'm happy because I'm going to start trying to get more and more of those up. But the Jazz can make a ton of trades this trade line, deadline. They also don't have to trade anybody. They can just keep things going. If they want to convey the pick and they want to make the playoffs and they're happy with this lineup that they're running, they don't have to trade anybody. I do think they'll probably move somebody, but they don't have to. They don't. There's no... There's nothing out there saying the Jazz have to make a trade. They don't. Uh, they probably will, but they don't have to. And right now they're winning. And if the Jazz, the most important thing for the Jazz is to convey that pick, which certainly seems like the number one goal this year. Do you really have to make a trade? I mean, I would like to see more time for Keontae George to play because I think he has to defer to Jordan Clarkson a little too much. And I personally would like to see Taylor Hendricks get minutes to develop. But you know what? They will get those minutes eventually. Hendricks is getting minutes with the Stars, and Keontae is playing awesome off the bench. We're going to talk about Keontae tonight. He was freaking awesome. Isikli Raisibe, the man from down under, $7.99 Australian dollars. Thank you so much, my friend. Didn't let me donate nine, but imagine I did. Here's $9 for Steve Kerr's nine championship. <laughs> Steve Kerr ain't won anything without one of the best players on the planet, all right? How many rings does Steve Kerr have if he doesn't have Kevin Durant and Michael Jordan and and Scottie Pippen and Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green? Come on now. <laughs> has there ever been a guy that has rode the coattails more than Steve Kerr? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I just would like to say that uh, I don't know if Steve Kerr has all those rings if he wasn't on the court with literal Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, that probably helped him a little bit. But thank you, Ezekiel. I, I appreciate it very much. Um, let's see. Who did we stop on? Oh, John Collins. Got to rub my eye. Ah! I will never stop beating that drum. I will never stop beating that drum. All right, well, Dirty Jazz Car Wash Channel, you're back, my man. Welcome back to Car Wash Channel. You left and you came back, Dirty Jazz. I'm I'm glad you're here. Um, let's see. Chris Dunn. By the way, there was some stats tonight. Chris Dunn is the first player to shoot 100% from the field and have like 13 assists or more or 10 plus assists or more while shooting 100% from the field since who? John Stockton. 
So pretty impressive night from Chris Dunn. He's playing really well. Uh, he scores just five points, but perfect from the field. And he is dishing the ball, playing good defense. Look at that. Plus 11. Best plus minus of the starting unit. Uh, so what he does is just all the winning plays you want. He moves the ball, plays hard. I love the leadership of Chris Dunn. That's basically all you got to say. I mean, I hope Chris Dunn is someone they don't trade at all. I really don't. I think, honestly, he might be untouchable for this Jazz team because of the culture, the effort, the leadership. He plays hard, plays the right way, makes the right plays. You know, he's just the type of guy you want in your basketball team for forever. I mean, honestly. Okay, let's see here. Colin Sexton had a big time night tonight. He only plays 18 minutes, but man, he hit those. He was three for six from three. He missed three in a row after he, but he knocked down these three in a row. And that was really the thing that started that run for the Jazz in that first half. I mean, three in a row. It was like a 9-0 Colin Sexton run. It was impressive. Uh, he got, he was sat down for a little bit because I think he started to make a little bit too many of, you know, bad habit Colin Sexton. And, and he also got hit in the face. I think he may have just been taken out because of concussion protocols. Uh, so that may be, and that's something to watch actually. Like, is he going to be in concussion protocol? Probably not. I don't think the Jazz have said anything. Um, but I guess that's something to monitor. He has been so good. And we talked a lot last show about Colin Sexton. So I don't know if we need to go into it too much. But he has just become such an impressive story for this Jazz team. Look at this. 19 points, 18 minutes. That's pretty good when you're scoring more points than minutes on the floor. It's pretty impressive stuff. All right, let's talk about the Jazz backup uh, backup backcourt. Jordan Clarkson and Keontae George have turned into quite the duo. Look at this. Almost the exact same line there. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had a nice night tonight. He was knocking down the threes. And one thing that's nice is he's knocking down catch and shoot threes. He's being set up by whether it's Keontae George, whether it's, you know, Kelly Olynyk or whoever on that jazz offense, he's knocking those down and he's taking good shots. Uh, his play since he has gone to the bench, the jazz showed a graphic. I mean, he's averaging like more assists, higher percentage, his plus minus has gone like 10 point swing with his plus minus he's playing in his where he in his position basically you know sometimes when you're playing out of position whether it's basketball football whatever it takes time to learn that different position and sometimes it just never really works and we really found out that jordan clarkson as a playmaking point guard it doesn't really work he is a shooting guard that can set someone up here and there if he needs to we've seen it he got the triple double Sorry, um, but what he is good at is being a six man, getting buckets and scoring in in just in in bunches. And he has been awesome since he has gone to that six man role again. And I think he probably feels good about it. It's just working. It's why he won six man of the year. He's honestly I mean, there's going to be a come a point if he keeps doing this where he might get in the running for the six man of the year. I mean, I don't know who else is going to take that from him. I mean, you look at Boston, they're, you know, Peyton Pritchard, is he going to take it? I don't know. The Jazz are winning a lot of games, and it's coming to a point now where why can't Jordan Clarkson win sixth man of the year again? Why can't he? He's playing awesome. If, he, if the Jazz trade him, he probably doesn't. But if they don't, if they're, the Jazz are like, you know what, we can always trade him this offseason. Uh, and that's the other thing with the trades, by the way. Side note. 
The Jazz don't have to make any moves this trade deadline. They don't have to. There is not something requiring them to make a trade. If there, if other teams want to trade for the Jazz players, you call us. We ain't calling you. You know, someone in one of the replies to one of my videos gave me a trade for Colin Sexton that was like a bunch of bad players and a second round pick. It's like, no, no. If you want Colin Sexton, you're going to have to give at least a first and a good one. And you're going to need matching salary, you know? So you're either giving the Jazz a, a nice expiring contract that can remove Jordan Clarkson's, you know, contract or Colin Sexton's contract. Plus, I want a good first round pick, my friend. Or you're not getting them. And by the way, I don't think the Jazz are really all that interested in getting picks in this draft. It's just not a very good draft. You know, there's some guys I like. If the Jazz got lucky and won the draft, I'd go think about like uh, Castle or whatever his name, Stefan Castle. I kind of like him. You know, there's some guys that, you know, I kind of like. But there's no one where you're like, man, I really want that guy. You know, you can always get like, it's just not that good of a draft. There's going to be some rotation players, and I'm sure there'll be a, a guy in this draft that just absolutely blows everyone away because that's kind of what happens every draft. But for the most part, you're done. There's not a lot of guys you're expecting it like last year's draft. There's not. So the Jazz don't have to make a trade. And if you want Jordan Clarkson, if you want Colin Sexton, if you want Kelly Olynyk, you call the Jazz. Right? You can call us. We ain't losing any sleep because guess what? We're winning basketball games. The goal is to get out of the lottery. I mean, at this point, the Jazz are looking like a legitimate playoff team. You call me. I, I'm not calling you. All right? And I may leave your text on red. Okay? Anyways, Jordan Clarkson, why can't he win uh, six men of the year? Why can't Will Hardy win coach of the year? If the Jazz make the playoffs or get like a decent seed after how they started? I mean, are you kidding? Why not? Why not? I mean, Chris Finch is probably going to be up there. Uh, uh, Ime Udoka with the with the Houston Rockets is is doing a great job, and that team is playing great. But you know what? Why you know Houston is only a game and a half ahead of Utah. Why is Ime Udoka immediately better than Will Hardy? Will Hardy's doing great. The Jazz have a great head coach. The Jazz have a great sixth man, and the Jazz have great young talent, and the Jazz have an all-star caliber guy in Larry Markkinen. They need to get one more guy. I, I'm not going to lie. You know who? You know how I know I'm a weirdo hoops nerd? While I was making the thumbnail for this video, I just, I watched a Cooper Flag video. <laughs> I just like watching Cooper Flag and dreaming of it, okay? That's just what I like to do in my free time, is watch Cooper Flag and dream my little dreams and sleep my little sleeps. And you know what? If, if, if we get Cooper flag and we do our live draft show and he's on the jazz, I will literally start crying. I'll just weep like a little baby on the channel. If it happens like a little baby, I will cry. And I will cry. Even now I'm getting emotional. Just thinking about what that would feel like. It would be cool. All right. Anyways, that's something for next year and it's going to be fun to watch, but let's talk about our current, really impressive rookie. There's some things that need to be said. And we've gone 23. I don't know how long we're going to go tonight, but I got things to say. Keontae George is incredible. Keontae George has it. 
I was listening to someone. I can't remember who it was. I think it was JJ Redick. I, it was a former NBA player. I might've been someone else. They were talking about just how taxing it is when you're playing point guard in the NBA to just dribble the ball up and initiate the offense and doing that every single play. It is tiring. And when you have NBA athletes guarding you, and he, by the way, he has been playing a lot of starting minutes against a lot of starting guards, guys like Drew Holiday, Derek White, some of these guys that are just beasts, and he is having to work his way up the floor. It's exhausting. He has already played more, like, think about where Keontae George has come from. He played with Baylor. He missed half the season with injury. He has already played more games with this Utah Jazz team than a full college season and he didn't even play a full college season because he was injured he hurt his ankle you know he missed like how many games with this jazz team he's missed i'm i'm let's just look at it um let's go look at keontae only keontae in history baby um but anyways so this season he has played he he's only missed one two three four five six games he has played in every single game this season, except for that one where we were scared that he might have gotten a real serious injury. And he is playing big time minutes. Like he's not, I mean, he plays 12 minutes here, but for the most part, Keontae is playing upper 20s, lower 30s. You know, he's getting a little less time in these games, 16 minutes against Philadelphia, but they were trying to rest him. Uh, it's exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting what he is doing. And so he i what the moral of what i'm trying to say is he's getting his sea legs back right he is starting to figure things out things are slowing down a little bit and i think there's a point for all these rookies especially rookie guards like that's why you got to give um scoot henderson a, a a break because he hasn't even had a chance to play consistently and now we're starting to see scoot henderson turning it around uh, Keontae George is starting to have big time games the last three, four nights. He is knocking down the threes. He is assisting the ball. He quietly had 16 points in like three and three last game. Tonight, Keontae goes seven for 13 from the, the field, four for nine from three, 19 points, six rebounds, four assists. And I'm telling you right now, he was as important of, to this win tonight as anybody. You know, they get the big lead in the first quarter and that's behind Colin Sexton knocking down threes. Who else was knocking down threes? John Collins hit a few, three for seven. Um, Chris Dunn hit one, four for 10 for Lowry. But when the Milwaukee Bucks were coming back and that game was getting a little hairy and the crowd's going wild, hostile environment, everyone's screaming, you know, the refs are against you because they're giving fouls to Kelly Olynyk in favor of Bobby Portis. It's a wild environment. And who knocks down big time shots? Keontae George, he goes four for nine from three, seven for 13, 19 points. He was a plus seven. It's big time stuff. And he looks exhausted at times. Like he honestly, like sometimes when I'm picking these photos, I get to go through the Getty images and you, half the photos of Keontae tonight, he looks absolutely gassed, like honestly gassed. And he is playing and he is giving effort. You know, the thing that I love about this kid too, I mean, Aside from the fact that he's just uber talented, he has got absolutely all the skill set you want. I mean, he is a skilled player. That's one thing you want to fill your team with. If you can fill your team with athletes and skill, 
And then, by the way, if you have an athlete with skill, that's where you get the absolute superstar. That's when things get absolutely bonkers. And that's what we got with Keontae's athlete skill. Uh, let's see, Gabriel. I love that Keontae plays with some swag. That was what I was going to say next. He's kind of got that leadership a little bit. You know, he's got the attitude you want on the floor. He is not afraid of these. I mean, that crowd was hostile tonight. That was playoff type stuff. They wanted that win. This Bucks team is on a backslide. They are not playing well. You know, Giannis makes the comments that everyone has to play better. They wanted this win. And that second half, it got crazy. And for Keontae, he has the swag. He has the confidence. Nothing rattles this kid. He was knocking down big time shots. And the other thing is he's rooting on his other players, other teammates, just rooting them on. You know, he's got a great locker room attitude, swag, leadership. He's got everything you want. It's fantastic. He is absolutely the point guard of the future. You know, people were talking about Emmanuel quickly. Get out of here. Why? Why? You have Keontae George, okay? And he has the swag, leadership, mentality you want. He's not there yet. He's got years to develop, but that's the thing that's crazy. He's a rookie. He is going to get better. The percentages are going to improve. He is going to learn the little nuances of the game. Little things like that one play. There was one play where he got held up and the ball's behind his back too far. He gets leaned back. Thurl made a comment about it. The little things like that, he's going to learn not to do. The turnovers are going to go down. The, the understanding of the offense, the nuances, he's going to learn the little nuances of every player. That's another thing that happens with these rookies. People don't realize is these guys just learn every player in the NBA because you play against them. You know, if you've never played against Giannis, the first time you play against Giannis, it's going to be eye-opening. But guess what? The second and third and fourth time you play Giannis, you're going to learn a few things. You're going to do a few things differently, you know? Same things goes with every guard. Like every time you're playing against Drew Holiday or 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 whoever, you know, Devin Booker, every time you play these guys, the first time is the worst. But guess what? Second, third, and fourth time, you're going to learn. You're going to get a refresher of that of that scouting report and you're going to do a better job and he's only going to get better. He is only going to get better. We have already seen his defensive prove. Recently we are seeing the three point shot improve because guess what? He's learning how to calm down and just shoot the ball. You know, sometimes it's learning how to just calm down. Everything is going hundred miles an hour. Colton Dodd, 499. Thank you, my friend. Mavs fan here. Colton Dodd, a donation from a Mavericks fan. Thank you so much. Mavs fan here. Been following you since 2021. What would you all want for Kelly Olynyk? Well, first off, uh, I, would you would you give us Luca? Just kidding. Um, I think you can get Kelly Olynyk for a first round pick. If you give the Jazz a first round pick, he's yours. I think the Jazz would love to. Um, we have Luca at home. By the way, uh, Colton, Luca at home. We have Luca Samanich. It's called Luca at home because everyone wants the Jazz to go trade for Luca Doncic. And just like all our parents said, when you wanted McDonald's, you that my parents would say we have food at home. That's why we have Luca at home. It's my favorite joke of the year. <laughs> Anyways, um, what would the Jazz? What would it take for Kelly Olynyk? I Kelly Olynyk's an expiring contract, but he's a really solid player. Moves the ball. He's a nice player to play off of. I mean, he, honestly, I didn't really think about the Mavericks and Kelly Olynyk, but makes a lot of sense because Olynyk shoots it well. He actually can play a little off the ball. He's kind of a perfect connector between 
um, Kyrie and Luca because Kyrie can kind of spot up if, if, you know, if Luca's on the bench, having Kelly Olynyk on the floor with Kyrie actually makes a ton of sense because one thing the Jazz do, they, the Jazz have even run pick and rolls where Kelly Olynyk runs it with Walker Kessler and it's worked. That's what's crazy. Olynyk is a very unique, unique player. So I think if you guys gave the Jazz a first round pick, one that the Jazz liked, and I guess matching salary of some sort that doesn't stay long term for the Jazz, then you could probably have them. You know, I I don't know what players you would want to give. So, but anyways, hopefully that answers that. Um, we need Luca for Kelly. That's what we want, Colton. <laughs> Uh, also, member for one month. Thank you, Dirty Jazz. I don't think the Mavericks are giving the Jazz uh, Luka Doncic for Kelly Olynyk, Unless they somehow made uh, Professor Xavier from the X-Men our GM. That, you know, I think that would probably be a good idea for the Jazz is if can they just go get Professor Xavier and then you just change the minds of everyone you're talking to and then say, hey, we would like to give you Kelly Olynyk." for uh for Victor Wembanyama and you know what I'd also like Giannis and you know uh that that Jokic guy's pretty good we'll take him too I don't know I'm just kidding all right let's get back on track here uh Keontae George is awesome he's figuring it out it's fun to watch and I do think the Jazz would like to get him more minutes and I honestly I think it'll make them a better team but Jordan Clarkson's playing pretty well right now so like I said the Jazz don't have to make any trades so for example the Mavericks the Mavericks if they want Kelly Olynyk you got to call the Jazz now I do think the Jazz probably are a little more inclined to trade Kelly Olynyk just because he's an expiring and I don't know if the Jazz really want to re-sign him next year for a long-term thing. Cause I think Kelly Olenek's got a lot of value and I think he's going to age pretty well. I mean, he's a guy that I could see playing for another three, four years, at least he's not even that old. Honestly, let's see. What is Kelly Olenek early thirties? Um, let's just see. I'm curious. Olenek is 32. I could see him playing till he's 35 or 36 pretty easily. Why not? His game is not completely based on athleticism, you know? He moves pretty slow, but he's smart, and he passes the ball. He's like a 40% three-point shooter. What is his three-point shot right now? I mean, honestly, when he shoots those open threes, I honestly expect it to go in every time. Look at that. He's shooting 42% from three this season, and that's 1.8 attempts a game. The thing that's crazy is he's so unselfish. You're like, Kelly, shoot the ball, because he has four and a half assists per game. I mean, Kelly Olenek is quietly having quite the season. And so, I yeah, I think you probably have to pony up a nice first-round pick and maybe a maybe a, a player that's not terrible, you know? I don't know. It, we'll see. Anyways, I guess that's our Kelly Olenek segment. He was awesome tonight, and he just helps you win basketball games. Now, the only downside with Kelly Olenek is defensively. He's just not a very good defender. He's not. I mean, he can rebound a little bit. You can see he tries against Portis. He tries and, you know, forced him into a turnaround jumper that, of course, he made. Uh, but JC to triple double two dollars. Thank you, my man. KG to swaggy leader. <laughs> That's right. He's the swaggy leader. There we go. Uh, we mentioned Walker Kessler at the beginning. He is if if stupid Steve Kerr would have played him, the, the team USA probably wins gold. And I'm not even exaggerating. That was so ridiculous. But. 
his impact on the game, he you know scores eight points, six rebounds, and he was a big time player in this game. Just impacted the game in the big in a big way. And by the way, kind of what we talked about with Keontae, do you remember the first time Walker Kessler played against Brooke Lopez? He got smoked. Brooke Lopez was laughing at him like it was bad news. Guess what? Things are different. Why? He's played him two or three times, kind of knows how to do things, knows what what to and what not to do. Brooke Lopez is a big, strong dude who's really skilled. Like the, People don't forget that he scored 20 a game in the post with Brooklyn, you know, and now he's added the three. He's big, strong, and skilled, and he's a defensive monster protecting the rim. And so, you know, Walker Kessler played well tonight. And why? Well, he's played Brooke Lopez two or three times. You figure things out. And that's the same thing that's going to happen with Keontae George. Keontae George, he's going to have to just get those reps, get that time. And he's getting it. So it's pretty freaking cool. And to see him get this type of, this is monster stuff. In just 22 minutes, he scores 19 points. And he absolutely helped the Jazz win this game. It's awesome. To see a rookie impacting games like this is big time stuff. He is the point guard of the future for sure. For sure. Um, anyways, Ochai Baji hit that one mid-range jumper. I don't know what's, you know, uh, I don't know what's going on with Ochai Baji. I wish he was shooting the ball better. It's just not quite going perfectly. I would not be surprised if he's honestly on the trade block too. If, you know, his value, I mean, I think he's going to get better and you don't give up on players like him. And so, you know, you just got to have patience, but it would be nice to see him doing this, uh, more often than not. And right now it's a lot of not. And so, and I know he's in a slump and all these different things. I think, I don't know. Ochai is one of those guys where the idea of Ochai might be better than what's actually going on. And then he'll come out and have really nice games. But some of this thing that's going on with the jazz is look at how many players played again. We've talked about this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten 10, man rotation. It's just hard to get all these guys minutes. And that's why someone like Kelly Olenek could be had. Uh, it, you know, John Collins, they're trying to trade him and that will shake up the lineup. I bet the jazz will find something for him. Um, the, the report from Woj that he said is that most trades are going to happen on trade deadline day. I don't think I, you know, the jazz don't have, I, I think honestly, you're going to be waiting till February 8th and that's when the trades are going to happen because the jazz don't have to make a trade. And honestly, I think the jazz want to wait till February 8th. Can they run this score up? And by the way, that's how we're going to the end. Look at this. The Jazz are now at number 12. They have jumped the Golden State Warriors. Thanks, Steve Kerr. Woo! Bye. Don't uh, don't let our dust get up your nose. But anyways, uh, the Jazz are at 12 now. They will play the Denver Nuggets next. If they win that game, I'm going to go crazy. I mean, the fact that the Jazz on this road trip go two for three is so impressive. If they beat the Denver Nuggets too, oh my gosh. You know what, Denver? If you want to give Nikola Jokic the night off, I'm not going to be offended. Give him some PTO. Come on. Give him some rest. But anyways, Utah is now in the 12th spot and they're going to continue to rise. I mean, the Lakers are three of three and seven in their last 10. The Jazz are eight and two in their last 10. The Jazz right now are up there with Denver and Boston in their last 10 games. And we know what happened to Boston, but 
things are going really well. And the point I'm trying to make here is that the Jazz probably want to keep rolling with these wins up until February 8th trade deadline, right? Why not? You're winning games. Keep going. You know, if you're going to try to get more minutes for maybe Taylor Hendricks, maybe after trade deadline you do that when some teams may start, you know, throwing it in. I mean, one thing that happened tonight, Memphis lost John Morant for the season. He is going to have season-ending surgery. They are not going to pass up the Jazz now. What a disastrous season for them. Uh, I don't know. I think the Jazz, it's smart for them to wait till February 8th. They don't need to, and you know, unless someone starts calling them and gives them a crazy offer that they want Jordan Clarkson now, you say, well, okay, let me call around and see what else other people want, and you can trade them now. But the Jazz don't have to, and they can wait till February 8th, and that gives them even more leverage. Honestly, the Jazz have all the leverage at this point because they don't have to make a move. They have all these nice picks. I'm sure they'd like more nice picks. I would. I would, especially a 2025 pick. Can the Jazz get a 2025 pick from somebody? Yes, please. An unprotected 2025 would be certainly nice. Um, but anyways, I think they're going to wait because February 8th is a month away and it just forces other teams to struggle. Like, you know, Golden State might want Kelly Olynyk. Golden, you know who would help Golden State? Kelly Olynyk, Like a lot. He would help them a lot. Uh, but they're going to have to call the Jazz. You know who else could use Kelly Olynyk? The Los Angeles Lakers could sure use Kelly Olynyk. I was talking about it last year. I don't know why they didn't trade for him last year. He's shooting 42% from three. He passes the ball. He would take so much of that weight off of LeBron James, kind of like he does for the Jazz. I don't know. Danny Ainge is there to make the, is there to take your calls. All you got to do is call him. He's always there, ready to take your calls. Um, all right, guys, I think that's it. But look at this. Number 12. The Jazz are creeping close. In fact, let's go look. NBA playoff. Let's just go to NBA.com and look at it. So let's look at the standings. Eastern Conference. Look at this. <laughs> Is it at this point? It's just mean. At this point, it's mean. I don't care, though. The Atlanta Hawks are 14 and 21. How pathetic. The Jazz are so much better than the Hawks. It's not even funny. But look at this. The Jazz are just a half game out of the play-in. A half game. And I tell you what, these are all teams the Jazz can beat. So pretty fun. This season is far from over. Far from over. We're not even halfway. What is the Jazz record? 18-20? We're not even halfway yet, baby. February 8th's coming, and you know what? It's going to be really interesting to see what the Jazz do because they can do whatever they want. There is no rush. You know, the Jazz right now are playing with house money. That's what make, is making this season fun. It is house money right now. House money. They do not have to do anything. They are not... You know, they don't have the championship or bust mandate like a team like the Suns do. And look what the Suns are doing. Five and five. They're not, they had a bad, bad loss tonight. House money, Smith money. Absolutely. By the way, Ryan Smith's making some money because this Jazz team is not over the cap. They are making money and they are, <laughs> Ryan Smith's doing okay. 
And this plan is working out pretty well. And the Jazz are only going to gradually get better. Oh, I don't know what you guys can do to get Cooper Flag on this Jazz team. But if they do, oh my gosh, that guy, he is going to be awesome. He's going to be awesome. Anyone who says in the comments he's not going to be good, go watch that guy. That guy is like 6'10". I mean, he's just as big as Paolo Banquero, probably a better shooter already. I mean, that shot is looking pretty good, and he is a passer. He is like a monster defensively. He is going to be like... One thing that's freaking cool about Cooper Flag is he is going to be the complete package at that 610. I mean, you know, it's just I'm sorry, I'm going to start salivating. He just brings it all, the size, the talent, the skill, the mentality, the defense. He's going to be like the Swiss Army knife guy that is going to probably take someone to a championship. Just like Wembenyama is going to take someone there. The San Antonio Spurs are probably, unless they just screw up the next 10 years, Cooper Flagg is the type of guy that's going to take somebody to the to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals at least a couple times. He's going to be awesome. He really is. Okay, well, we don't do it because guess what? Our pick's going to OKC. Successful season so far for the Jazz. Completely successful. Look at this. The Jazz are almost 500. They're 18 and 20, just two games under 500. Who would have thought? Eight and two in their last 10. Pretty darn cool. All right. Let's see. It's time to give a shout out to our All Stars. But before I do that, if you're a Jazz fan and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's a Utah Jazz channel, and you're not subscribed? Are you cereal? Are you for cereal? All right, let's do this. Welcome back, Dirty Jazz, and welcome back, Just Buckets JB. It's appreciated. I appreciate all of you, though. Thank you for being a part of this channel. You guys are freaking awesome. This late-night jazz extravaganza... All right, what am I even doing here? Oh, by the way, I did want to mention, the Jazz have climbed to number 22 offense. Defensive rating now 23, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Don't worry, Dirty Jazz. I'm about to. All right, let's give a shout-out to our All-Stars. Let's give a shout-out to Dirty Jazz Car Wash Channel, Just Buckets, JB, Baby Elliot Madsen, Dangerous Danger FC, Christian House Money to Haas, the Outlaw, Jesse James Jelson. Jesse James, let's fix that. The Outlaw, Jesse James Nelson. All the Josh you need, just Josh in your pod. Ryan Perry, the legend. Isikali Ricebe, the man from down under. Yes, Jake C. Can, baby. See ya, Lexalator, Built Ford Tough. Alexander Tufts. Built Ford Tufts. Alexander Tufts. Jorge Arrizaga, mi amigo de abajo. Jordan, the GOAT, best rule. TGD, total game domination. Tyson Price. The price is right. It's always right with Tyson Price. Get it right. Austin R. Grant, the editor of all editors, the extraordinary, the absolute dominant of all dominants, Austin R. Grant, JC to triple-double, baby. Patrick Akubo Connoisseur absolutely knows the taste of the greatest of all vineyards. And the OG, Robert Hall of fame 
absolutely dominant performance by all the All-Stars tonight. If you have not subscribed and you're a Jazz fan, then I just think that you might want to think about, well, subscribing. That's what I would say. Guys, I will talk to you next time. I'm out. That's the end. I got to find the end button. Where's the end button? I got to find it. I got to find it. I got to find it.